Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi, welcome to episode 18 of the Next Dimension podcast, your new podcast that's all about virtual reality and in the future, most probably also about augmented reality. My name is Sebastian Ang. I'm the host of the show. And today I'm really happy to have, well, the members of the very first episode of this podcast back together. And I would like to say hello to Gary. Gary in the UK, how are you doing in Leicester? Uh, good. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's been a great day today. So I met up with a few friends for the first time because we were allowed to do that now out in the open. Um, so I had a few beers earlier. I've had a strong coffee since then. So I should be all, all good to go. <laughs> Perfect, man. That sounds great. I'm going to have um, a few adult beverages during the show as always. So we should be on the same level very soon. Also from the UK, Steve. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm um, very well, thank you, Seb. It's uh, it's nice to be back on the show again. I haven't been on for a while, so uh, yeah, awesome. And I have the opposite problem to Gary. I haven't had any alcohol at all, so <laughs> hopefully, uh, but I've got a strong tea, so very British. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, good. Of course, Steve is our VR flight sim guy, so if you have not yet subscribed to Steve's channel, then absolutely do that now. The link is down in the description of this video. It's an amazing channel all about virtual reality, so do that now. Also here with us, of course, Anthony. Anthony from VR365. How is it going in California? It is going quite well. It was kind of so, it was like an early summer here uh, this last week. Amazing, man! Just incredible weather. the The thing about California, unbelievably expensive. I mean, just ridiculous. So there's lots of people that are leaving California to go to other states. Um, but there is something about California that is magical and it is our weather. Weather is incredible. It's like an early summer here in Sacramento, although these last, uh, like the last day or so it's been a little bit overcast and got a little bit chilly, but like I was walking around just the other day in the park and it was like, man, this is just awesome. So, um, I do want to get out of California at some point cause it is ridiculously, ridiculously expensive, but I am going to miss the incredible weather. Wow, whenever I was in San Francisco, I really enjoyed the weather too and lots of other things in San Francisco and California. Um, like what what exactly is expensive there, Anthony? Uh, real living? estate. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah living yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like <laughs> Disneyland. You know when you get inside Disneyland? Yeah, right. And like if you want to buy a hot dog, it's $11. That's kind of what? What? <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. That is that is expensive. Yeah, wow, wow. But, well, you have beautiful weather. And, uh, well, if you are into, like, if you're a programmer or so, then for sure you're going to find a good job there, right? which is very high paid, right, in all these, um, yeah, valley companies. And that's probably why everything is so expensive. Right? Yeah, right. Absolutely, well, absolutely. Ex exactly. I'd love to just be the janitor at Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Man, but you're here on this podcast, so that should count for something. <laughs> right. And yeah, also with me, Sebastian Ang, um, founder of MRTV, and I'm here back in good old Germany. Well, um, Germany is really um, not so expensive. Uh, you can have like um, 
24 beers for five euros, which is like six dollars. So that is a good price. That's why I'm probably never going to leave this beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good too. So I'm looking very, I'm very much looking forward to today's show. What is today's show going to be all about? Well, most of the time we're going to talk about the things that Oculus is doing because they are like dominating. They are ruling supreme, right, over the virtual reality industry. And we're going to talk about the Oculus um, gaming showcase. We're going to look into all the things that they um, talked about there. We're going to talk about Airlink. And we're going to talk about Lone Echo 2, which is going to launch on the Rift or the PC VR platform. What does this mean? Does this mean there is a new lease on life for PC VR and Rift? That's going to be very interesting and we're going to talk about that. So this is going to be a very, very Oculus-centric show, episode number 18. For all of you who have not yet um, yeah, heard about this podcast and who listen or watch this for the first time, this podcast is being live streamed every Saturday, 9 p.m. Berlin time, 8 p.m. in London, um, noon in Sacramento, and 3 p.m. in New York City. And we are also on all the podcast providers, like we are on Amazon, we are on Google, we are on iTunes, we are on Spotify. And if you like this podcast, you can do us a big favor. You can go to your iPhone, you can get out your iPhone now or your iPad, you open the podcast app, which is already on your iPhone or iPad, you look for the Next Dimension podcast and you give us a five-star review. This would really help us and more people could find this show and we would be very, very grateful for that. So that would be super amazing. So before we go into the topics, we want to find out about what we did in the last weeks or in the last few weeks. Gary, you haven't been on the show for quite a while. What have you been up to? Um, so really, it's been in terms of VR, it's been a lot of uh, every time I come on the show, it's basically me talking about how I've been playing Elite Dangerous, No Man's <laughs> Sky, a little bit Microsoft Flight Simulator. And that's the same old thing, really. That's exactly what I've been doing. Um, I do want to quickly mention as well, um, I've got a YouTube channel that I've been working on over the past few months as well. So people can check that out. Uh, it's called Immersed Robot. Uh, so you can just do a Google search for that. But um, so I, I focus on sort of performance tests because I've got an RTX 3080, I am trying a lot of different games, like the really heavy hitters, like Microsoft Flight Simulator and Half-Life Alex, and, and these games. Um, so really, in terms of VR, I've been playing a lot of different kinds of games like that as well. Um, just, just trying out the games that are most demanding, Fallout 4. Um, and those are the games that really I enjoy the most as well. So that, that's why I'm doing that. Um, but other than that, it's just been general work and the usual stuff. There's not a lot to report, even though I've not been on for very long. In these times where we don't go out very much at the moment, there's not really a lot to say, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, but very cool that you have a new channel, a new YouTube channel. And I'm, of course, I'm going to put it down into the description of this video later after the show. So if you're watching this later or if you're listening to this podcast later, check out the show notes. You're going to find Gary's channel there. And it's called Immersed Robot. Very cool. How did you come up with this name and what's the story behind this? 
Uh, I don't know where, how. <laughs> it's basically finding <laughs> Gmail email addresses that are still available. <laughs> it's just trial and error and just finding that really. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just an outlet really because sometimes you watch a lot of YouTube and stuff and, and, and you want to comment. <laughs> and you want to comment on stuff and it's like it's just an outlet. And I think um, as well, sometimes, you know, I think I sometimes think that like 90% of YouTube channels probably originate by people who like have an interest and yet they feel like they're not being quite so productive when they're indulging in that interest like vr sometimes you think i'm having a great time in here it would be great to do something productive while i'm playing vr start a youtube channel Perfect. right you're, you're right you're right that's true okay cool immersed robots so for all the people who are watching this right now probably um, Gary, you can um, put the link down into the chat right now, or you yep. can simply look for it. People, you can simply look for it on YouTube right now. Immersed Robot. It's um, Gary's channel about virtual reality. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Who should talk about their week next, Gary? It's for you to choose. Let's go straight back to you, Sebastian. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, right. So... I have a little um, video break, which is kind of relaxing not to make videos <laughs> because normally, you know, whenever there's some big news like Airlink is coming out, you know, I have, I'm making a video right away <laughs> and then I never really actually get to work on, on the projects that I normally want to work on. So now I'm having this video break and I'm just doing this podcast and the German podcast and now I have some time to really work on, on my projects and the stuff that I'm doing right now. You're going to hear about on this channel so much in the future. You will look at, you're going to look back to the time that I didn't make videos. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I'm, work, I'm working on that project of mine. And other than that, now I really have time to explore some virtual reality, to, to do some things and to play some games uh, that I always want to check out. So I've checked out one game that is new and that I can really recommend to all the people who love puzzle games. And that game is called Mask Maker. And it's from the same people who, who made A Fisherman's Tale. And A Fisherman's Tale is also like an amazing game, like with an amazing kind of idea that you have to check out if you're into puzzle games. And Mask Maker is again also like beautifully made like high production values very cool story you are an apprentice and you are being led into the world of mask making and these masks are very special because when you put them on they're going to beam you into another world just like a virtual reality headset so it did remind me a bit of virtual virtual reality an older game that came out for daydream before and where you put on like vr headsets in vr and this mask maker is a bit of the same thing but you you put on masks and then when you put on the masks you are in some new world and in that new world you're going to explore this world and you're going to find some obstacles and you can only get over these obstacles when you make a new mask so you have to find all of the parts for this new mask and it's so well done. It's really good and I had a great time playing this game. And I didn't even live stream this. I just played it for myself, which is something new. And it's, it was quite remarkable how much fun it can be if you're just in VR for yourself. So that was fun. And um, yeah, if you want to play it, it's out now. If you have the Viveport Infinity subscription, it's part of that, so you can play it for free. And I must say I'm really, like, um, I really, really enjoy the Vive Port Infinity subscriptions, like 15 euros here in Europe, and they have lots of new games, 
and wow, it's very, very cool. Then also, um, I was trying like social VR apps. So I tried VR chat again, Alt Space, Rec Room, Somnium Space, and I simply wanted to check out what's new. And they did change a bit, like Alt Space. They for quite a while already. I know they've changed like how the avatars look like. It looks better than before, but I still I don't quite enjoy the Alt Space avatars so much. They I don't know. They are not so likable, in my opinion. I'm not sure if you have tried them out. Uh, yeah. When I tried to set <laughs> up uh, uh, my own profile, I took ages doing it. And I just thought, yeah. what's wrong with me? I, I just couldn't get the right, what I wanted. Right. Uh, whether it's just a lack of uh, customization or what. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it just felt like, okay, they are quite nice. Better than in the very beginning. But I, somehow, they're not so likable. So th that part I didn't like so much. But... Altspace has lots of cool things to make events. So if you want to make an event, if you easily want to make an event, you can easily set that up, set that up on Altspace. Then VR chat, yeah, as crazy as ever, but also actually quite enjoyable. So lots of things to do. But the, if you want to create your own world, you first have to jump through quite a lot of hoops. And I think that could be made a bit easier. And overall, like my favorite is still Rec Room. Rec Room is simply amazing what you can do there, the world that you can make. And yeah, you can make your own games. And wow, I'm a big fan of social VR and I'm looking forward to more Rec Room. I don't have the chance to try Horizon yet since in uh, Europe you are not able to, to try it out. But I didn't hear so many good things about it. Yeah, for Somnium Space, I'm not sure if you knew that I bought land like two years ago. <laughs> like at that time for like, uh, I think like um, 200 euros and that land, that virtual land is now worth like $4,000. So like like 20 times <laughs> the amount of money that I put into now, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, it's like uh, Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, it's like Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. And every day I'm getting like uh, new offers for that piece of land. So yeah, for me at least it was worth it <laughs> to make that happen. But I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to build something on it and see what's going to happen. Yeah. Other than that, I was checking out my quest too a bit more, and I'm simply checking out like what's new and stuff. And I checked out something that I actually didn't check out before. And that is Oculus TV because I thought like, yeah, okay, it's just some app where you can watch some stuff. But the content there, it's pretty amazing. And if you have a Quest 2, most probably you all have one, check out Everest VR. It's, it's like a three-part um, video in 360 and 3D, which they made with a super high-quality camera. And it's all about like, um, yeah, climbing Mount Everest, and they took this camera with them, and it's just like, wow, one of the most fascinating pieces of content that I ever watched in 3D. And, well, it's free on Oculus TV. Check it out. It's amazing. Everest I was about to ask, VR. actually, Seb, like, yeah. that is the kind of thing I really love to do in VR, but I right. know it's a lot of the, the videos and the sort of documentaries because wow, of the so Quest 2's high resolution, everything looks all fuzzy and it's just low because it's obviously designed for sort of the first generation headset. So it would be yeah. good to, you know, have really true high resolution video. Check out Everest VR. Yeah, they, I think they, they, 
they took the like the best camera that's out there all the way up to the to the summit. It's it's wow. really it's really amazing. And then you look around, right? You are like climbing Mount Everest with them. You're following this crew. It's wow. It's so cool. And it's also like you. Yeah, you get to know the people who climbed the Mount Everest in this movie, and yeah, you get to like them, and wow, watch it. It's free, it's on Oculus TV, it's amazing. So yeah, I actually, now that I don't make videos, I get to spend more time in VR, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my week. Pretty nice VR week. So, let's talk about um, Steve. How was your, uh, how were your last weeks? What are you doing right now? Yeah, well, I'll... Lowe's is going on, but yeah, you know, I can't. I always say that I think, but um, I'll try and keep it really brief. But first of all, um, I actually wanted to have a break from YouTube. It just didn't work out because it's just like you said. There's just so much going on. Exactly. And then you, you I'm not going to make a video this week, and then something like massive drops. And I just got to, you know, say something on the channel. So it didn't really work out the way I planned. But I did get away on the motorbike for a, a few days, which was really nice because uh, lockdown is starting to ease in the UK and we're, you know, we're able to actually stay in a caravan. So that's exactly what me and my partner did, Melissa. And we just, you know, loaded the bike up and went uh, touring in the mountains, which was fantastic. It was really good. I nearly took my quest with me, but I thought, no, come on, leave it at home. <laughs> just stay away from it for a weekend. But it was quite hard to do that. I did want to take it with me. Um, but yeah, that was cool. I just want to so, just mention so, sorry, a few sorry. things. Before you yeah, go, go on. So um, you are out on your motorbike. And then where do you go? And uh, where do you stay? Because you mentioned caravan. Do you also have a caravan? No, oh, no, I wish. No, it, we went to the uh, Lake District in the UK, which is a, a beautiful region, just mountainous uh, sort of scenery. And you've got everything, really. Um, and the roads are amazing. There's actually this one road. I've got a video on my channel, by the way, because every now and then I'll put a random video on. It's called Hard Knock Pass. And it's a one in three hill and it kind of goes up like a like about three or four hairpin bends. And it's just mental. It really is. And it's uh, it's kind of weirdly my way of relaxing by doing something like that, which is a bit weird. But nice. yeah, just off touring in the countryside and flying my drone as well uh, over the passes. Just fantastic. Cool. They're, they're the kind of hills that used to scare me when I was a kid in the back of the car. Yes. <laughs> then well, one in three. Honestly, <laughs> they're still scary now. Um, amazing. In fact, I really want to try the VR because uh, the Maverick Mini Drone Series have, has a VR uh, sort of right, option now. And right, I'd love to fly exactly. the drone and be in VR. That would right. be amazing. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, um, I was also doing a lot of training for work as well. I was on a conference uh, and I sort of like it was like a big presentation. It was over the whole weekend. And I could not, I kept thinking to myself, why isn't this in VR? Like I was looking at the page <laughs> on the screen and I had like a lounge and like a, a meetup area and then the sessions. And I thought this would look so cool in like alt space or something like that, where you could actually maneuver around and sit there in the audience. And I just thought oh, such a missed opportunity. So I couldn't help but think that. Um, I just think, you know, more and more conferences and training opportunities should there should be in vr they really should because it just makes you more of an immersive robot i guess <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, makes sense. Uh, yeah and uh, i mean yeah i'll just say a few other things because I, I don't want to talk too much but one thing i have been trying out recently i think this is a really cool thing to, to mention um i don't know about you guys but what is the most important thing about vr to you for me it's comfort Comfort is the most important yeah. thing. And, and that actually extends to the eyes as well, eye fatigue. And there's a, there's a company that reached out to me called Studio Form. 
unfortunately, I made a video and within one hour, they all their stocks were completely, uh, <laughs> they're just out of stock. Uh, so I, obviously, they've my video convinced a lot of people. But honestly, I genuinely, I'm genuinely impressed by this. And if you can see this on the camera, this is my Reverb G2. Uh, and I've got this like um, basically a weight balancer on the back, uh, which really kind of helps keep the uh, VR headset completely stable and keeps you in the sweet spot all the time. It's amazing. And you've got this like uh, head strap as well, um, which stabilizes. So all you kind of you kind of pop it on your head rather than kind of like, you know, fix it to your face. And it's kind of like really, you don't have to have it on really tight. You just literally put it on like a cap and it just stays in that same position. And the upshot is, is that, uh, I mean, I had a three hour session in that uh, when I first tried it. And I was constantly within the sweet spot. So yeah, really cool. I've got one of my quests as well, but I've got a few things on there that I can't show right now because I'm under embargo, so I can't actually show you that. Uh, but yeah, I would highly recommend checking them out. I've got a video on the channel of that because um, I know that the sweet spot is a big issue. It's a contentious issue for people you know, with the reverb community. And I really do feel that if you are having issues with it, that balancer is absolutely brilliant. So um, Studio Form Creative, if you're watching this, you can also sponsor this podcast. <laughs> yeah, just um, yeah. send me an email. Yeah, yeah. And you get a five percent <laughs> discount if you mention my channel name as well. Ah, is there, is there, okay. You know yeah. the reverb. So for people that have tried like the reverb and the index, um, uh, Sebastian, I know yep. you have obviously. Um, <laughs> is it is the reverb like generally like even without any additions? Is it generally the most comfortable headset anyway? Absolutely, it it's is already it comfortable. Is, it is super comfortable. It is yeah, it way is, more yeah. comfortable than the Quest Two if you don't use any kind of like elite straps. I think with the elite strap with the battery with the elite strap with battery, the Quest Two is also very comfortable. But yeah, out of the box, the Reverb G2 is amazingly comfortable. So yeah, you should yeah. even more comfortable than PlayStation VR because ah, PlayStation yeah. VR is like a pillow <laughs> on your ah, head. Yeah, PlayStation <laughs> VR is still uh, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it is honestly because I was I was really like I, I didn't really think that surely the, the Reverb G2 is already comfortable. How on earth can it be more comfortable? But it really makes a difference. I'll just say two more really fast things uh, because I've got to get this in. This is a uh, 3D printed Spitfire quadrant. Um, and I think you've, you've heard me mention Authenticate a few times. Uh, and basically they make their own controllers, but you, you download the uh, designs on your computer. And then if you've got a, free, a 3D printer, which costs a couple of hundred quid, you can make one of these, which would cost you about a thousand quid or probably even more if you bought it off the shelves. And that's a replica quadrant. I'm going to have it on the channel soon. And it's amazing, you know, because I always say in VR, you've got the visuals, but you don't have the tactile <laughs> feedback. If you're in a cockpit, you know, you, you, if you're reaching out to uh, uh, basically control the real, what you're seeing, you know, like the, the real uh, sort of stick or quadrant, it makes such a difference to uh, the immersion. So please check that out. I'll, be, I'll have it on the channel soon anyway. What, um, what can it do? What is it? Well, basically, it's a well, quadrant. So basically, it's the the throttle, ah, the prop, and okay. the mixture. For, yeah. So that's how. Basically, imagine like in a car, you know, you've got your accelerator. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's it, it. Looks really weird on its own, but that's exactly what it looks like in the real aircraft, down to everything. And does it work? Um, it works so well. I can't tell you how amazing it feels when you're in VR. You put it in the exact same position it's in the VR. You know, so you reach out with your hand as if you're reaching into the cockpit and then you feel this, which looks exactly the same on the screen. 
to get that kind of immersion, you're talking of serious money, but you can do this at home. How incredible is that? I think that's really cool. And I, I really, I, I'm going to keep driving in the point that, you know, it saves you probably thousands of pounds, you know, this, and, and the immersion level is through the roof. It's really cool. Nice. So, yeah. And I'll just say I had my second vaccination today. Oh, um, congrats, man. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit rough, actually. So, <laughs> yeah, um, but you're lucky, man. I'm, I'm really happy yeah. for you. That's amazing. Yeah. I am really. I think, you know, the UK is doing a great job yeah. of getting these vaccinations out. You do. Uh, that's, that's one thing we have done right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Absolutely. That's so good, man. I didn't even have my first here in Germany. I still have to yeah, stay inside. Yeah, I really hope you get it you know, soon, uh, Seven. And as well, Anthony. In fact, Anthony, how, how's your week been? Because uh, I don't want to talk anymore because I'm talking too much. Oh, yeah. Um, my week's <laughs> been pretty good. Um, so <clears throat> I have good news regarding uh, VR game rankings, you know, the Ooh. website that I, I work on. <laughs> yeah, because you're going um, to stop doing that at one point. Yeah, I was I was just going to completely stop doing it. And but I thought, well, before I'm going to stop doing it, I might as well reach out and see if anybody wants to buy what what's there or they want to do something with it or you know i mean maybe somebody could find some kind of use out of it right and i actually got hit up by a quite a few people and got a lot of different offers um that were all over the place cool. and i ended up um hooking up with a partner it's basically just going to be me and this one other person and this other guy is like really good with seo um, you know, search engine optimization and like monetization of websites. And like part of the problem with VR game rankings is when I made it, a lot of the things that I did in terms of like constructing it are actually some of the worst things you could possibly do for Google SEO. Because like I have all these different pages that are competing with each other and they end up lowering the view counts for all of them. Where if I just had like this one central thing. So we're going to try to do um, a lot of work on VR game rankings and make it better. And hopefully some actual dollars and cents will start coming in just a little bit you know nothing nothing major i'm not going to be driving a ferrari anytime soon but um you know hopefully a little something something and oh one thing i can mention so because vr game rankings is back and alive i started working on it again and what we did is we have a, a rankings for the oculus quest like we have we have a top 150 oculus quest games rankings and it was formulated back like in January of this year. And there's been so many quest games and stuff that have happened in the last several months that we threw out all that information and started over completely from scratch. And we've completely redone the quest rankings. And right now, if you go to VRGameRankings.com, we've actually ranked 164 Oculus Quest games, which is wow. pretty much the entire gaming library of the Oculus Quest, not counting apps, not counting stuff like Electronauts and Tribe DJ, which isn't really a game. Like, so there's some, you know, non-game stuff that isn't in there. And, and the App Lab stuff is completely separate. This is official Oculus Quest store, but all 164 games are ranked. And I did a post about it on the Oculus Quest subreddit. And it's amazing. It's, it's always amazing to me how upset people will get based on, oh, this one game wasn't ranked here. This one game wasn't ranked there. You know, everybody obviously has their own personal rankings and people come at me like, oh, these are your personal, <sighs> these are not my personal rankings. It's like an algorithm. It's an algorithm thing that we use with all these different data points and it just spits the stuff out. 
And when it spits the stuff out, I mean, we we look at it and make sure that it's not garbage. And it's like, yeah, this is pretty freaking accurate. But but different games get bounced into different spots. And some people get really offended by it. It's pretty crazy. But I, I still think it's really great. Like, if you know anybody that just bought an Oculus Quest, send them here. And they can, you know, they can concentrate on, like, the top 40 games and see what looks good. And I'm sure they're going to find some incredible games. The, the Quest list, like, in doing this and ranking all 164 games, the top 80, like, half of the list or the top 82 games, half of it, Damn good. I mean, you go all the way into the 80s. Damn good quest games. There's only like a very tiny handful of like crappy quest games. It's the one thing they've done, Oculus. We can talk all the smack about Oculus we want to talk about. But if you want to talk about a new platform with a library and the the general quality level of the overall library... The Quest might have one of the best libraries I've ever seen in my life in its first two years of existence. And people might think, oh, my God, you're, you know, you're overhyping. No, really. I mean, it's the, the general bar is really high and there's there's very few true stinkers out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's also because Oculus, they did really, <laughs> really well, well with not letting anything in the store. Right. I yeah. mean, yeah. Right. So. That's why there's good stuff there. And I think that your website has lots of potential because there is no other website where you can find all the games ranked, right? Of course, um, yeah, Road to VR and Upload VR, they do, they do review the games, but then it's hard to find them because they have so many other things. But your website is all about VR games. And I have the feeling that this website is going to be big one day. So amazing that you own it and that you made it and that you keep on working on it so please everyone if you have never checked out vr game rankings please do that now or after this show and check it out and um, click some advertisements if there are any <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're making a transition right now so if you click on them okay. they won't do anything for okay us, but okay okay hopefully in a couple months yeah cool Really cool. So, um, what made you what made you not sell it? So, some people also wanted to buy it, probably, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I did get some offers. I mean, the thing about selling it though is like you sell it and you get like this whatever batch of money it happens to be. But the thing is, like, I've worked on the website for four years, and right. it's a lot of hours, you know, that was spent. And it's not like I'm going to get all that back or anything. But at the same time, you're like, oh, I can get this batch of money here, and it's pretty nice. But damn, I worked on this thing for four years, you know. Um, so I kind of like the fact that it still exists, and I'm still going to be operating it. And basically, what I what I really have now is a partner that understands the money aspect of how. How to like monetize and how to do Google because I just right. wasn't that guy. I'm the content guy. So I do the content. He does the business and hopefully it'll be pretty good. We'll, we'll see what happens. I um, I, I wrote two or three reviews on that site, didn't I, Anthony, back in the day yeah. when you first started it. Um, so I'm assuming when you've made your millions, like I'll get a few hundred <laughs> yeah, thousand. Yeah, of course. Like, absolutely. 20% yeah, off of you, Gary. You made at yeah, least two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> cool, absolutely. cool. Uh, also, I advertised the thing here, right? So that should be worth some something too. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. So that have been our weeks, and now we can get straight into the content. And why don't we start with our only 
non-Oculus topic. <laughs> we only have one non-Oculus topic and let me show that to you on the screen. Let's go to the upload article and it's about HTC and HTC has won an award, a design award for a headset it isn't making. So at one point last week I saw on Twitter lots of people were like posting pictures of a VR headset that did look a bit like the Quest or the Quest 1 but it it was like very sporty. It looked like uh, a bit like a daydream, perhaps, or like a like a sport shoe in in a VR headset form. And well, this is supposed to be the HTC Vive Air, a headset, a modular headset, according to these uh, to this design concept, that is made for. VR fitness applications in mind. So everything very light, um, standalone obviously. You can uh, get the screens out if you want to clean it, if you need probably to, to wash the thing after it's full of sweat. And I honestly, I personally like that design. I, I would totally buy it, obviously. Yeah? I, I would buy any kind of VR headset that is somewhere available on the market. But this is only a um, design study, so a, a design concept. So this is never going to happen, or at least not in the foreseeable future. And HTC simply put out that design concept for that um, kind of award, for that competition, for that design competition, and actually they won this award. So I simply want to ask you, what do you think about this design concept? And do you believe that this is probably um, something that could work, actually, if it came out as a product? And I would like to ask Anthony, what do you think? Is a VR fitness headset something that could actually work? Yeah, we talked about this actually. Remember when we had uh, six six live on the right. on the show? Right. Uh, at the very end of the show, I was like, "Wait, I want to talk about one more thing." And the thing that I did want to talk about is fitness and VR is a huge thing. This is something like if you talk to Zuckerberg or Bosworth or any of these like head people in VR, they'll tell you that one of the biggest growth areas in virtual reality is the fitness thing. For example, um, there's different um, mainstream TV shows like Ellen and and stuff where they're like, yeah, I'm using an Oculus Quest and I'm doing Supernatural. And mm -hmm. like, it's, it's actually hitting the mainstream. Like people know that they need to exercise. Like everybody knows they need to exercise. Nobody wants to exercise really, um, <laughs> but you know that you need to do it. And so if we can make it in such a way, I call it accidental exercise. It's like when you're playing a certain VR game, you're doing, all, you had no plans of exercising. You were there to play a game, but later on you realize, man, I, you know, pistol whip or something. I got a workout. My legs got a tremendous workout. It's this accidental exercise. And if you can make that incredibly fun and incredibly engaging, then people don't even know they're doing exercise. Right. And I've always wanted 
there to be a headset manufacturer that would that would really lean into this, like go all the way with this. Because remember back to the original HTC Vive days. Do you guys remember when Tribal Instincts headset was completely oh, ruined this. by that <laughs> other guy that just sweated the the crap out of it? Right, like some people sweat. Yeah. Like I'm actually a, a heavy sweater myself. If I Same get here. if I'm really working out, like I I sweat like crazy. Some other people don't sweat as much, but but when you have a headset like this, you you know, you have these like foam cushions, the face cushions. And I've always thought like the valve index, you know how it has the facial uh, feature where it pops off and it can pop back, back on magnetically. Right. That's a great idea. And how cool would it be if you could have like five of these things as mm -hmm. separates that are special foam, like sweat absorption type things where you're playing racket in X or so you're, you know, you're getting some kind of workout and you just swap it for a new one. Because if it's my son uses my quest one and he plays Creed rise to glory all the time. And he's like, you know, doing his boxing and all this stuff. And then I get the headset and it's all wet and sweaty. Oh my God. It's so nasty. So we need but a long-term solution son. for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, but but don't you think that at the moment it's already good enough to use a Quest or a Quest 2 and then you can use for example a VR cover or any of these exchangeable covers and and simply pop on another face pad that is already exist existing today. Don't you think that's already good enough? It's good, but I think if you want to like if we ever want to get to the point where you drive by some fitness place and everybody in there has a headset on. You know, if you want to get to that, these things are heavy, man. They're heavy. Um, Steve was just talking about it. You know, the eye strain and everything. You have this thing sitting on your head. I mean, look at all the little adapters he had on his headset to finally get it comfortable. <laughs> uh, we, we eventually need to get more lightweight. It, it eventually needs to get to the point where you don't really feel this ginormous thing on your head, especially when you're doing like a truly legit exercise thing where you're moving around because then the headset starts going up and down and you got to reposition it. Um, we got a long way to go, and, and I don't think we're going to have the real solution for probably another 10 years or so. But I do believe that this concept that HTC came up with, I think they're on the right track with it. All right. All right. So, um, Gary, what do you think about doing sports in virtual reality? Is that something that you could um, see for yourself, or are you already exercising in virtual reality? Um, I don't at the moment. I have tried it, and I think uh, Anthony is absolutely right on this, honestly, because I think I would do virtual reality exercise-based activities far more if there was something where it was lightweight, comfortable. You didn't feel like you were going to damage the headset when mm -hmm. by doing it as well these are the other things it's like i remember that tribal instinct video that, that anthony mentioned earlier and he picked up his htc vive and the sweat just like <laughs> it fell out it was like dripping out of the htc vive it was unbelievable and that's always at the back of my mind and i think this concept okay so what we've got here is photos of a concept fitness based vr headset so in practice, we don't know how well this would work if they ever made it into a product or anything like that. But I think the idea behind it is something that is is something that people that companies should progress with and run with, honestly, because I think that it's going to be huge if you get this device, which is so lightweight, 
that it, it it doesn't matter you're wearing it while you're doing all of these activities. And you mentioned there, Sebastian, like, yeah. is the quest or Quest 2 not good enough at the moment? I don't think it's anywhere close to being good enough at the moment, honestly. I've tried it, and it's just not... You can use it as a VR fitness uh, device. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying that I feel that whenever I use it, that I'm... I'm not really engaged in the fitness. I feel like I'm using it to as a novelty um, to, right. to, to, to use it for that purpose. I don't want it to feel like a novelty to use it for that purpose. I want it to feel like an actual device, which is beneficial to me and, and that kind of stuff, really. So uh, concept-wise, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I don't know if we'll get to the point where we can actually use these devices in that way. I'm sure we will, but, uh, yeah, for, for me... I would love to, absolutely love to use VR fitness more. But when I've tried it, it's not hit the mark for me. I agree, actually. So for me, I also destroyed an HTC Vive with my oh. MRTV Killer Sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was also doing some some kind of sporty activity, um, playing some some games, some sports games, and I, I also killed it. And uh, yeah, then HTC didn't want to um, like refund the HTC Vive to me and I made a whole lot of videos about it. Yeah, so I think I'm still like, um, how would I say that? Yeah, because of that happened to me, I don't feel so comfortable like sweating in virtual reality because I know I'm sweating a lot when I do sports and I would just kill all the devices right now. I know the Quest 2 <laughs> is a little expensive, but I'm not rich as rich that i just have like some spare quest 2s here that i would yeah use then if the quest 2 doesn't work anymore so for me also i think the concept is cool but the devices are not ready yet because you can simply easily break them and i also think that this kind of concept some kind of like water resistant vr headset or even ar headset that will allow you to do sport or like gamify sports if I go on a run with a cool future AR headset and I don't know, yeah, I, I, I play some jump and run while I'm out and about. I think that's going to happen. And it might be one of the killer features of these AR headsets in the future, but right now I don't think we're there yet. Steve, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, would you um, do sports in VR or have you ever done sports in VR? Oh, I was just thinking, Seb, actually, you know what this means? If this actually gets released, you, you've got to buy it so that yeah, if, I will, it, you know, of course. If, we, if it withstands <laughs> the NRTV sweat test, <laughs> yeah, you're right. then we know we're going to be all right. <laughs> then it's going to be good. <laughs> yes, right. I will, de I will definitely buy it, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I've never seen the inside of a gym in my life. Okay? Oh, really? Uh, because I am, like, the least sporty person in the world. It's actually no <laughs> known fact. And, uh, but you know what? Actually... If there was some way that some of these devices could um, maybe have some sort of virtual gym membership where I put this on and then I'm in the gym, you know, I'm actually in a gym in <laughs> VR, um, I guess, you know, you wouldn't be able to do the treadmill stuff. So I guess you'd have to think about how that would work unless you could, I don't know. But I think there's something big here. Like, like a lot of you guys said, you know, I think fitness is a major area in VR and it has massive potential. But the thing that is holding it back is the hardware. It just, you know, it's headsets produce too much heat there they don't have you know wipeable face pads that standard they're not durable enough all these things that you know if you're moving around as much as that but i think in some ways though um if the vr if you know in, in general went into this fitness thing more seriously i think a lot of manu manufacturers would learn a lot from the design 
solutions that a lot of these headsets would have to uh, think about, you know, in terms of sort of the, the more comfort and the, the, the way that they can be designed so that they don't move around because straps, you know, at the best of times, like Anthony said, if you are, you're going to be moving around like this and I can just imagine it moving from side to side. It'd be so annoying. So I'm very skeptical, skeptical on it. But at the same time, I love the idea of walking into a virtual gym, not being conscious about other people, you know, like, because it, I don't know, I think for a first timer, I would like to try it, but I'd like to do it in VR first if it ever happens. But yeah, I, I, I can see, I can see the potential, but there's a lot of hurdles to get over, pardon the pun, you know, but. Uh, right, right. Yeah. I also think it's going to happen. And again, I think like this AR thing, it might even be bigger for VR, uh, for, for sports, like gaming, gamifying like mm. um, actually going out and doing sports and i don't know like running away from zombies when you're out and out and, out and about That's, yeah i was doing something, that yesterday actually in vr <laughs> yeah something like this who knows so this is going to be something really interesting yeah other than that it's um, sad to see that htc finally won something <laughs> for something that they're not going to actually yeah launch so they won this award but not, not going to happen yeah who knows so Let's see what they actually are going to show us, how, they, how their own new standalone headset is going to look like. Most probably going to be for, uh, yeah, for business, for enterprise customers. And we're going to hear from it on their own um, like show, um, 10th of May. And I'm very much looking forward what they're going to show us there. All right. And now let's get into Oculus. Let's get into Oculus topics. And... Let's start with Oculus Airlink. It launched yesterday for everyone, for everyone who already has the version 28 update on their Quest and also, and that's very important, also actually on their desktop version of their, of their um, Oculus app. So for me, I did get it on my Quest 1, <laughs> but I did not get it on my Quest 2, so I couldn't check out Airlink. So I would like to ask you, did any of you get the 28 update on the Quest 2 to check out Airlink? Nope, not me. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting to. Okay, wow. So none of us got it. Yeah, wow. Well, that next is, week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think next week we're going to have it for sure. So I saw it, um, like some people got it already and I did check it out how it looks like. So yeah, it looks, it seems to work fine. It's basically just like using the link cable, the same kind of like feeling to it. Just you don't need to use the link cable. And yeah, I think it can only be good for people who have like a, a good uh, wireless um, router to, to use it. So yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, last week we talked to, to with Guy Godin about virtual desktop and what it means for virtual desktop, if you want to know more about this, check out episode number 17 of the Next Dimension podcast where we had Guy Godin on. It was a great show last week, so lots of interesting facts about how Facebook does business. But now I really want to finally check out how good it is, actually. And I think from what I heard so far, it, it should work fine, right? Or do you expect any major like differences as compared to virtual desktop? Well, what do you think, Anthony? Is it going to be working fine or what did you get from the community? Yeah, what I've heard from the people that have actually tried it 
it seems to be working good, but it's not necessarily like a virtual desktop eliminator from what I understand. So, but these are early days, right? You know, this is the very beginning. Um, one thing I was wondering about it, I haven't actually read a lot of the stories that, that are talking about it, but you would think the huge advantage might be asynchronous space warp, right? Mm -hmm. Because whenever we're using like Oculus Link or something and it, um, the, the experience can be downgraded and I was thinking maybe maybe because this is Oculus's deal, maybe they can implement asynchronous space warp mm -hmm. with Air Link. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I haven't even read the stories on. I was lit. I was, you yeah. stole my thunder there, Anthony. I was oh. going to mention that. <laughs> no, you're, you're totally right. You're spot on there. Um, it's, it's the reason, so. really, why for me. I know you guys, you know, are a massive. In fact, everybody's a massive fan of virtual desktop. But I'm a bit new to this whole Quest thing, and for me. The whole point of having a Quest is the convenience, you know, because I'm a PC user, I tweak and like mess around with settings all the time. So when I put the Quest on, I want it to just work without messing around. Uh, and I wasn't sure, like £15 for a piece of software that I was, I didn't know was going to work. Uh, for me, I, I would have loved a demo, just like a trial version. Then I would have probably been on board. So for this to be free now um, for Oculus users and for the asynchronous time warp to be something that is included uh, supported that's a big thing for us flight simmers and you know uh, high-end pc gamers which really are going to benefit uh, hugely from the fact that you're going to be able to run things at a higher graphical setting and have the you know motion projection enabled so you can go down and the motion projection in oculus as we all know is the best in the business you can go down to like 20 frames per second you may get a bit of waving but i think in general gameplay uh, it's actually very, very good. It means you can get away with it. To have that in wireless mode, that's pretty damn cool. And that makes me very excited indeed to try it. So that's really for what I'm excited about, actually, the fact that that's, that's supported. Right, right. So, Gary, what are your thoughts about the whole Airlink and virtual desktop thing? Is it, Do you think that Airlink is going to uh, kill a virtual desktop or do you think people are still going to pick it up? What are your thoughts in general? Um, well, in general, I think... Because um, I watched the show with uh, Guy Godin as well, and there's there's certain features which I believe uh, should be base in any like uh, piece of hardware. For example, a mobile phone, you have uh, notes or a calculator and stuff like that, which are built in. It doesn't stop any third party from uh, generating a, a a better version of that inbuilt app. Um, and we see that on the App Store on, on Apple iOS and that kind of stuff. So to me, I, I don't have an, a problem. I, I'm just talking, it's a little bit of a tangent, I know, but I'm just talking about why I don't see this as being Oculus copying virtual desktop or anything like that. Overall, I think that this is sort of so obvious a feature that it has to be included native within the OS of, of a Quest anyway. Um, so I think it's great that they've done that. The opportunities that are now open to Gigodin is to provide extra features and extra functionality within virtual desktop. It already has that anyway, really. Um, so I think there's still opportunities for Gigodin to do do all of this stuff. And um, so on the one hand, of course, you know, people will say uh, Oculus copied Gigodin's functionality. To me, it was an obvious feature that was coming in the end anyway. Of course, we can get into the 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 root cause of why Guy Godin was had issues with it in the first place, it was because that he was blocked. 
artificially yeah. restricted and that that was the issue that you went into last week so i, I won't get into right. that now but of course that that's the real issue behind it in terms of this airlink from what i've heard from the community it was it's been very conflicting actually so i've heard some people say that the clarity is better on virtual desktop other people say the clarity is better on um airlink and then other people will say that it makes a big difference by having ASW built in. It's a much smoother experience, while others will contradict that as well. There's been so many different conflicting reports that I don't know what to believe, honestly. So we'll have to wait and see until we can try it ourselves, I suppose. But um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to try this and see how it, it contrasts to virtual desktop. On, and the other thing to mention, I just want to finish off, I, I like that this is built in to the OS in like a native um, functional thing that people can do if they get a quest. Early today, I was talking to some of my friends and recommending the, that they try the quest if they want to get into VR. And I said that you can stream <laughs> to uh, from a PC to your quest. And it's it's easier to recommend it now on that level. However, I will say that by using virtual desktop, if that becomes like the clearly the the better way to do it, I don't think the steps or the hoops that you have to go through in order to to run it are that that, are that bad. You you open the app and you start streaming. It's really not not that that terrible anyway. Uh, like like in terms of hoops that you have to jump through to get that functionality in virtual desktop anyway. Um, However, I, I do think that as an integral feature built in, it's an important thing to have, and it makes it easier to recommend as well. Um, sorry, a little bit convoluted on my thoughts there, but <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of people I've heard say it's a lot smoother. But it's, yeah, I, I, it's interesting isn't it, how the uh, there's a pol polarized opinion, and maybe because it's just could it be internet related or router related? Because I know it's uh, very sensitive to that. So I guess it depends on latency and everything as well. Yeah, of course, it's it's, it's super important what kind of uh, router you have or router, or how, however you would say. say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, so that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with Gary. I think it's a great feature, and it's good that they put it in finally. Right? It's it's been a while since the Quest One came out, and I do think that we actually or the community. The, the community can actually thank Guy Godin that he put that into virtual desktop because without virtual desktop and without the community showing that they want this, probably Facebook would not have built it in like they built it in right now because they could have had this feature from the very beginning, right? But they did not have it. Probably they only put it in because they saw, well, this is a feature that the community actually really wants. And I want to read out gaming science teacher here. She says, yeah, I agree that it's not problem problematic that Facebook came out with this feature. It is problematic that they blocked Guy's ver version from the store while they worked on it. Exactly. That is what we talked about last week. And uh, yeah, watch this show again. Last week's show was really cool. Episode 17 of the Next Dimension podcast. Other than that, I also agree with Gary. It's even so much easier now to recommend the Quest 2, right? Always with the okay. If you're okay, that you have to log in with Facebook. But other than that, it's like a super easily recommendable headset, right? Basically, it's it's just, yeah, you should have it. Yeah, it only does everything. It's it, like it, PlayStation. Yeah. It, yeah, only, it, only it, really, it really only does everything. And I was just thinking recently, like, uh, what kind of headsets do we have when we go to the electronic store, I mean, in Germany, we don't even have the Facebook headsets because, you know, these kind of problem that they have here with our antitrust um, agency. But in general, if there is like 
um, a headset in the store, like in 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 what Target is it called, right in the states? It basically it's the only headset that you can just grab and have fun with it. If there was a Reverb G2 in these kind of stores, people would not know what to do, right? They would buy it and then do they have a gaming PC? Probably no. But if they had one, even then it's complicated. Mm. Even then you have to uh, know that you have to install Steam VR. Then you have to know <laughs> that you have to put in mixed reality for Steam VR. It is a total pain in the ass. Let's be it's honest, not. Steve. Right? No, it's not. <laughs> what? It's I'm not. Sorry, I'm, I'm rocking in my chair now. I'm getting. Uh, I'm starting to wink and go crazy. <laughs> no, Tell PC us. PC VR is awesome, and it yeah, does it take is. time to of set course, up. Yes. It does take time to set up, but it is so worth it. And actually, the Reverb G2 isn't that bad uh, if you just you know, make sure. <laughs> I know. Like, you're... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you obviously, know. I'm the guy who's telling people yeah. it's an amazing headset, but. If you think about the mainstream, I know, Steve, for you and me, we are like super enthusiasts. We have the computer with that amazing graphics cards that cost us like hundreds of even probably thousands of dollars now. But you know what? I'm talking about really the normal person. We are not normal. We are the <laughs> cast of a virtual reality podcast. Are you kidding me? Uh, we're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're the worst. <laughs> we are the worst of the worst. But the normal, peop the normal people the, the, who want to, to try out VR... A reverb G2 is too complicated for them, man. It's about think? it's about recommendations as well. It's well like as I mentioned earlier today, I'm talking to my friends. They're into gaming, technology, and that kind of stuff. It's not like they're they're just probably mainstream, but they're not into VR. What do you recommend? Like Steve, if you had like a, a group of people that are not into VR at the moment, it has to be. I can't imagine recommending it. I was racking my brains while I was talking to them because I was thinking it can't just be the Quest 2 that I'm recommending here because <laughs> of all the, the, the problems surrounding it as well. But I just think it, it, it's such an easy headset to recommend that it goes against... You, you have to recommend that as a headset for people <laughs> well, getting into VR. I've had a couple of friends who are simmers I want to know what I thought of, uh, you know, what what would they, I would recommend. Simmers. I, Reverb G2. Not real Reverb person, G2. Not normal people. Yeah. <laughs> They're not real people. No, you're right. They are real people. Flat earthers. Yeah. But it, it, admittedly, as well, there was, you know, there's a couple of people as well that I've got Quest 2s because I recommended them as well. So it all depends, obviously, on the type of person, of course. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think the best thing is to have both, to be honest. Of course. They both I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course I have them all, of course. But if I would recommend yes. it, and I was also just like Gary, I'm, I was thinking about my friends, right? My friends from high school, like they are actually also into technology. They are also, they're even um, like developers and stuff, right? But they are, they don't have any touch point with virtual reality other than me. And I was thinking, okay, I want to rec recommend them something so we can how we can hang out in virtual reality and watch football together. Yeah, something that we would do before, like meeting up, but now we can't. So yeah, I, I cannot recommend them a Reverb G2 or or any other headset or a Valve Index. Of course, I'm going to recommend them a Quest 2, right? So the way I yeah, it's crazy. Like, the Reverb G2 is an exotic sports car. Okay. Yeah, it, right. It, sometimes it's, it's amazing. It's temperamental. It can be a bit annoying, but when it works, yeah, it is agree. absolutely beautiful. But I I agree. I love the, it. The Quest Two is like a Ford Focus or something. <laughs> it's an all-rounder. <laughs> you know, everybody could just drive a Ford Focus for the rest of their life no, and no. they'd be happy with it. Mm. But it doesn't set you alight, does it? It makes so much That's sense. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was using <laughs> Quest Two like all day today, and then I came back to the to the studio and I tried 
um, I, I played um, Mask Maker with the with the G2, and I was like, wow, okay, yeah. I know, wow, the, the G2 looks just way better than the than the Quest 2. For so I'm I'm also and it, and still it runs better. It. it runs better on a 1080 Ti card. You try using that. Yeah, with yeah, the link cable. I agree. It's a I agree. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. So the G2 is still amazing, but um, like in general. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> In general, I just have to yeah, jump on that one. It is really, yeah. The quest, the quest is ruling here. Can I just R say about the uh, the link cable? Uh, yeah, sorry, of not link cable. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Link, rather. Um, a guy said in the chat, I'm trying to, oh yeah, Tasmania, and this is a great point, I forgot to mention this, um, that another th great thing about Airlink is that you can change the uh, the resolution, but the, the kind of pixel count as well. And you, mm -hmm. you can use the Oculus Tray tool which I'm sure many of you are aware of, and that gives you a whole host of different settings uh, to adjust for performance. So it gives you that extra control that the virtual desktop wouldn't have in high-end game games or sims as well. So I think that's important to mention. Because right. it's really good. You know, you can really... Sometimes you can play around. You can have the native resolution set lower and then have the pixel count in the Oculus Tray tool higher. That actually helps performance because, you, you know, you're, you're still downscaling, but... The Oculus Trade Tool, because the way it works, gives you that extra performance uh, sort of bandwidth, so you get a good uh, get good vi uh, visuals, which is brilliant. You know, you can do that with the Airlink now, um, which I think is a big deal. That those things for me make it very exciting to use when so, I finally get it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you're probably not going to buy a virtual desktop. Let's let's say it I, out loud. I'm one of, I, I know. I'm so, I know you hate me for saying this, no. but I am. Um, I think there's people out there like me that. I think we'd be better off with the Airlink than virtual desktop. Yeah, I do think that. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, that is just the way it is. And I think, um, well, most people will be happy with Airlink and they will not need anything else. Anyways, let's talk about the next topic here. And the next topic, before we get to the Oculus Gaming Showcase, is the following. So actually today I was using my Quest 2 and then there was a menu, uh, new avatars, build your new avatar. And Facebook is launching the new Oculus avatars and they are being used in PokerStars, ProPut, and Epic Roller Coasters. And I made my new avatar and I do like them actually, I like them better than the old Oculus avatars. I felt the old Oculus avatars were looking a bit strange, but these new avatars, in my opinion, they look better. And um, yeah, I'll, too bad I didn't make a, um, a picture of my new avatar, but it looks pretty nice. So I want to ask you, have you tried the new avatars in your quest? Did you make your own avatars already? One of you? I haven't. <laughs> I haven't yet, but you know what? I have top golf with pro putt, so I definitely want to. And everybody can, of course, have poker stars. Is Epic Roller Coasters free or not? I can't remember. So um, I guess we could all try this, right? Yeah. So this doesn't require uh, the newest update to be able to do it? Um, actually, no. I, I was still on, I think, I'm on 27. And in 27, it just popped up already. Like in the in the main menu or news in the news that I can that you can simply um, set up your new avatar yet so I already so you can do it now already yeah and it's pretty cool it's pretty cool lots of options lots of things to do and um, I do like the new avatars Gary have you checked it out and is that something that interests you to make a cool avatar um, I've <laughs> I've looked at it I've not I've not uh, designed my own avatar it's not something that interests me too much at the moment. Um, okay. 
because uh, and also the other thing to mention as well when you uh, do your avatar when you create your avatar within this you have like a, a full body don't you you have like the the torso yes. and then you also design the legs and everything like that but right, right. within the games themselves it's just the the upper body i believe which is represented um in pretty much well all of them i, I believe that's the way it goes um so the the one thing is so yesterday on Twitter I think it was yesterday they or the day before I follow somebody and they mentioned how the first time they went into using avatars it was a long time ago and they had the first generation of these Oculus avatars which were very very basic a head basically I think um, and they said that they had this experience where it was so much more. Um, it felt like they were so much more in, per in person with the, the person they were talking to. It felt like they were more intimate with them and that kind of stuff. And this pushes things further, ev even more in that direction. I still take issue, and they were comparing it, just, just for reference, they were comparing it directly to video chat. And I still take issue, like, if you were having a conversation or a meeting with people, at this point, with avatars looking like this, I don't necessarily think this is a preferable way to have that kind of stuff over video chat at this moment. Okay. It's right. like I was talking here. You still see our facial right. uh, little nuances and that kind of stuff. And I think that this is still quite a long way away. It's great for games like PokerStars and that kind of stuff. I think that, that that's nice enough but to to replace video chat in the way that we're doing now to me it's still a long way off unfortunately and it's only because this person put it on twitter that made me think of that because i didn't agree with them at all on that statement yeah guess, guess for me like the facial recognition thing because that's kind of where we're going with this a little bit uh it's like i think it's something that we desperately need for vr but yeah i couldn't be any less interested in it but at the same time <laughs> i really think it needs to happen it's like I think I said this once before, like it's having, you know, when you have a, a fingerprint sensor on a phone or like say when the iPhone first got their flash on their cameras, like it's so, it's not sexy, is it? It's not, it's not like a really sexy feature that I'm really excited about. But at the same time, once we have this, it's going to transform the way we think about VR and, and social chat, definitely. And then video calls will be a thing of the past. Well, not think of the past, but it'll certainly be, uh, you know, a viable option because, because we'll have that recognition. Um, but obviously that's slightly different sort of uh, topic really but uh, in terms of the avatars yeah I just think it's just a bit of a it's a, li it's a little jump uh, forward but it's nothing that exciting for me personally. I think the interesting part about these avatars is that Facebook doesn't even need to have this facial tracker We've talked about this in the show before where they showed off this, these new avatars and just from the audio they make the mouth like open and close, and that already looked so convincing that it's kind of spooky that they don't have a facial Sparkle. tracker, that they simply use the audio, and wow, that is pretty fascinating. And I believe Does this have that, yeah. though? Yes. Does this have that? Yes. Ah, really, that's cool. Yes. I didn't these that these cool. have it. The, the, the new avatars have it. So when you're in Horizon later with these avatars and you speak, just from the audio, they're going to make your mouth move exactly like you... No, like you would in real. So at least from from the video demo that we saw before, that looked pretty amazing. Yeah, but of course the next step is going to be facial recognition. And yeah, I agree with Gary again. 
we're still far away from having that being as good as what we do now, where we can actually see our faces and then like how we look like, right? So, Anthony, uh, have you have you tried this? No, no, I haven't no, tried it. But tried what yet. what okay. I was gonna say real quick is, because um, I'm I'm looking at the upload story on this, and they have like a little GIF of Poker Stars VR, and they show the two people talking, and they're moving their hands and doing stuff. But you know what? We really do need eye tracking because mm -hmm. if I'm playing Poker Stars VR and we're doing eye tracking, eye track like when you see someone's eyes dart this way or that way. There's a lot of information in that. And so this is just going to be like faking the blinking and stuff. But I do eventually think that we're really going to need that. But the cool thing is, is a Quest Pro or a Quest 3, when it does have eye tracking, that will be super easy to just add to these avatars with no problem. Yep, and it's going to be so easy to ban that in Germany again, <laughs> because we are very, you know, we're very concerned about our privacy, and this might be well, it might have lots of issues connected with it. But I agree, I agree with you also, Anthony, that eye tracking is super important for VR, and to really make real eye contact in VR, that's going to be pretty fascinating, I believe. So. That is something that's going to happen for sure with the next quest, I believe. Yeah, so the new avatars are out there. If you want to check it out, uh, just open your quest or quest 2. You will be able to make your new Oculus avatar and you will be able to use it in a couple of games and, of course, also in Horizon very soon. So now let's get to the Oculus Gaming Showcase that happened last week. And, well, let's talk about some of the games. We're going to talk about all the games for a moment. So let's start with one of the games which I'm personally looking forward to and that is After the Fall. So After the Fall is a zombie shooter and the exciting part of this zombie shooter is that it's a co-op zombie shooter. You can play this game with three of your friends. So overall, four people are going to play it. And the exciting thing that was now announced in the Oculus Gaming Showcase is that this is not only coming out for PC VR and PSVR, but also for the Quest, of course. And the great thing is, this is a co-op game that is platform, that you, that you can play in all the platforms and it's cross-platform. So I can use my Quest 2 and I can play against somebody who's playing this on their Valve Index or on their PSVR. Pretty amazing, right? What do you guys think about After the Fall? I am so excited for this one. Majorly excited for this one. Um, my friend who has a Rift, a CV1, he has a CV1. <laughs> and, uh, you know, actually respect to him because he hasn't, he hasn't even upgraded his headset. Uh, and we both can play this, you know, even though I've got a Quest uh, because it's a cross-platform and it's co-op. How many games are there of this level and fidelity that is actually, you know, available for two or four people and to play. four, exactly, four. You know, like, we could play it, this it, together. It would be amazing. Yeah, we should play this together. <laughs> you're right, it. you're right, yeah. Yeah, it, it needs, you know, this is something that it has uh, been hugely lacking in uh, the sort of VR sector. So, yeah, I'm well up for it. Yeah, the... Um... I, I really like the, the, the look of this. I'm a huge fan of Vertigo games anyway, like from Arizona Sunshine. So back in 2016, when Arizona Sunshine was released, it was VR Roundtable's Game of the Year. And, wow. Uh, wow. So, 
and it was it was a fantastic game at that time, very early on in VR, but um, it was a great game to play through. So I'm really excited for this. I've got to say, looking at the trailer, the, the, the one thing, because I'm not a multiplayer kind of person, and I, I, I want to try this in co-op. So if you guys want to want to yes. uh, do that, then, then yes. we can certainly give that a try because that is sort of the the unique selling point of this game um, based on all the talk around it because um, it looks like that is the the really what is going to elevate this game beyond what I'm seeing in these trailers. If I was to play through this as a single player, I feel like it, it looked good, the trailers look good and stuff, but it's it didn't really like completely hook me when i think about playing this as a single player uh just going through and shooting zombies moving on to the next section shooting zombies however playing that kind of thing in co-op is yeah. is going to be an incredible experience i think um the only other thing i'll say is it's a, it's a bit of a weird one but comparing it to arizona sunshine there was something about the reason I liked Arizona Sunshine, it, it was very like sunny, very uh, <laughs> pleasant environments yeah. and that kind of stuff. Here this it looks, looks dark. It's nighttime all the time. It looks like, and this is one one of the things that's just playing on me a little bit. I hope it's not all dark. It's not all all, all set at nighttime. Um, hopefully, but even It'd be if it's a CV one, then wouldn't it actually OLED? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> OLED. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still excited for it. it looks great and. I don't play many co-op games, so I'm I'm definitely tempted to. If you guys want to do that, then yes. I'll I'll yes. give it a try. Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it together. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to this. I really enjoy this kind of multiplayer games that you can play together, and you kind of make memories together. It's like you're you're going to Disneyland together, and you're together on some ride or something. So I'm super looking forward to it. I enjoyed games like Stormland, for example. But now to play this with three of your friends, that is super special. And I actually played like uh, one level of this game at. Um, Gamescom in Cologne in 2019, and it was just fun to go through this together with another guy, and then you see these beautiful graphics, and the game mechanics were fun at that moment in time. So, wow, I can't wait to play that. Anthony, is that something that you're excited about, to play a multiplayer co-op game? Uh, I mean, I don't really care about the multiplayer co-op part oh, really, of it really? because like, yeah, back in the, I remember when Halo 3 came out, when Halo 3 came out, I believe four people could play it at the same time. It was a really big deal, you know, when it first arrived. Right. But I'm, I was like a fan of like the Halo story and everything. And it's like, it's like, no, I, I don't. Because I had friends that contacted me immediately and they're like, yeah, we're going to run through Halo 3, right? We're all going to do it together. And I was like, eh, I kind of want to do it myself first <laughs> and then later I'll do it with you. Because the thing is, yeah, when you're in like, that. you know what I mean? When you're in a multiplayer yeah. thing like that and you get to the boss and then everybody's like screaming and yelling. You're like, I can't even hear the cutscenes. I don't <laughs> you know, I don't know yes, what the story's exactly. doing. So I'm kind of weird like that, but I am excited for this game in general. Like this is easily one of my most highly anticipated games of the year. I, I look back yeah. to 
2016, the very first VR year that we had, really. And like, what were some of the biggest games? Arizona Sunshine was one of them. And this is their first legit follow-up to that. I know this isn't called Arizona Sunshine 2, but it's kind of like Arizona Sunshine 2, but in the snow now with zombies, you know? It's kind of Arctica 1 meets Arizona Sunshine. So I'm kind in of uh, with I'm hyped on it. Yeah. yeah, and you know what I was surprised by? I was I thought this could have been the second Oculus Quest 2 exclusive baby yeah. but it's actually Oculus Quest 1 as well. So I'm really curious to see how watered down it's going to be on that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Does but, it mm-hmm. say so will it will it have a, a higher fidelity model on the Quest 2 would it look will it look better than the Quest 1 or will it just be one graphical engine and one sort of texture yeah, for, I would think both. a huge developer like Vertigo Games, like such a primetime game, like I think what a lot of developers should do is almost have like like Quest 2 and Quest 1 teams, almost like like I mean, a lot of the same people on the same teams, but they should almost have like a, a little small group of people that is either trying to make the Quest 2 look as the Quest 2 version look as good as possible or trying to like lower the Quest two version to work onto the quest one so it's almost like developers should almost be making almost two different versions of the game i think they'll they'll uh either because it's combinations what they can do so they can just do sort of lighting effects and things like that volumetric effects and they can just cut them out of the quest one version or you know super sample and that kind of stuff It's, it's quite i think it's quite simple that how they could make this look better on the quest two than it would look on the quest one didn't they, right. unless I imagined it, which is very possible, but uh, Arizona Sunshine, didn't they update the Quest 2 version over the Quest 1? Uh, and I think I so, yeah, I believe so. I'm sure I saw a side-by-side comparison of it, and I thought, it just looks the same. Really? <laughs> it doesn't look that different, to be honest, for me. So I'm hoping they're going to be able to ramp that up a bit more because it's more of a, an, a, you know, a second take on this, you know, kind of genre for them. So hopefully they'll be able to, you know, bridge the gap a bit more and use that, Power, yeah. a bit harder agreed wow so looking forward to that it's going to happen in summer I, I believe it's going to be one of the biggest games and yeah i would love to play it with you guys and uh, yeah we, we're going to do it <laughs> we're going to do it it's going to happen cool after the fall coming out for the quest as well so another game that i'm looking forward to or another dlc that is actually Pistol Whip. Pistol Whip is one of my favorite rhythm games, my favorite music games. I actually love the game. As you know, it's about shooting things in the rhythm of the music. And there are so many um, new um, DLCs, new songs coming out all the time. And there's one more now. Pistol Whip Smoke and Thunder. And... Let's have a look at that teaser as well. It's more of the Wild West, which is something new because not before everything was very like futuristic and science fiction. But now we are going to look at so you're the at uh, like a Western. So let's have a look here at, at that trailer. And I want to ask you, are you guys fans of Pistol Whip as well, or do you prefer other rhythm games? For me, I'm really not a fan. I, I tried the, the demo, and it just annoyed the hell out of me that I had to get moving all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this is about it, it working out. This me, is for your legs, you know? This is yeah, a great leg workout. Baby. It, it kind of goes back to me being really you know, okay. not into fitness, really. Okay. I just don't like moving. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. Rhythm, rhythm games are not really my thing. Oh, and really? uh, <laughs> no, it's it's a shame really because there are. I mean, we can talk about. I mean, we'll get onto the climb. I know uh, they're adding like a rhythm thing in there, and the one thing that right. VR needs is more rhythm games because <laughs> they're so short of them. But uh, no, I it's not. I've not I've not played Pistol Whip, and of all the rhythm games, I will say that that's the one that interests me the most. Um, that's all I can say because I've not really played it, and I'm uh, not into rhythm games. Wow, Gary, okay, you have wait, to play though. it. It's so good. Yeah, especially if you got a Valve Index, because dude, Pistol Whip looks damn good in a Valve Index for some reason. Like there's certain games that just come alive in the Valve Index, and I feel like. Um, it, it's one of them. Yeah, and but then with, I, the, not, with the great sound really... of the Valve Index too, right? With the music, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Gary, you have a Valve Index? Yes. yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> better. <laughs> That's better. Good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You should you should try it again. It's really really a good game. It's a, one of my favorite games in virtual reality. Actually, it's everything. What, what is it about it, Seb, that you like so much? Like yeah, if you could pin it down to a couple of points. It's um, well, I, I like that you have to move. <laughs> it's basically exactly <laughs> the opposite yeah. to you. And then, um, yeah, it's just fun to shoot at the stuff in the rhythm of the music. You know, when I played it first, I, I simply shot at the enemies, and I didn't really even realize that I have to like time my sh my shots right in the rhythm of the music. But if you understand it, and then you start to shoot in the rhythm of the music, wow, it is really good. It is really, really fun. And, um, you have to be like a good dancer, because I'm like the worst dancer in the world as well, as the worst fitness oh person God. in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, perhaps. And it's, it's just fun. I really enjoy that game a lot. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that DLC. And, um, yeah, yeah, I also, just... yeah. Yep. It's a shame because I, I love the developers. I love Cloudhead and uh, I like, uh, you know, Call of the Star Seed and that kind of stuff. Okay. And then they went well, this in this might... direction and this is the one that made them the money. So fair right. play to them. But Perfect. maybe this will give them the money to work on, you know, episode three, basically. Like, yeah. like this will pay for episode three. Like, I'm super happy that Cloudhead is having tremendous success. And Pistol Whip has now secured itself as, like, one of the five biggest franchises in VR. Maybe five, ten biggest franchises. Yeah, so that's sure. huge. Exactly. Absolutely. So cool. The next DLC is coming for Pistol Whip, and yeah, I'm personally looking forward to it. Now, the next title. I actually haven't played it. I haven't played it, but um, probably you did, and we're talking about Warhammer 40,000 Battle Sister. And the, the players are getting an update that had been... Yeah, told they would get in the beginning already, and it's a multiplayer update. So now you don't have to play this alone, but you will be able to play this with a friend. And next to co-op horde mode, another interesting um, little information is that this is also coming to Rift. And I must honestly tell you, I was surprised about this because the Rift platform basically has been dead, right? Why would anybody bring out something for, for Rift anymore? Because the Rift is not being sold anymore. And, well, Facebook is doing everything to make people buy the Quest 2. And therefore, I was kind of surprised to hear that Battle Sister is going to come out 
for PC VR as well. So first of all, did any of you play Warhammer Battle Sister for the Quest? No, and I don't know anybody that did. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. No, you know what? When it came out, I, I a lot of people probably like wanted to wait and see what the initial reaction was, and the initial reaction was not overwhelmingly positive right away. So I think that's part of the big reason there. Yeah, in in, in the German community, like uh, one of our main players um he played the game and uh, he's also on my german podcast greetings go out to mo and he hated the game he thought like it's like super boring and nothing to talk about and um he basically said like okay if uh, this is how facebook is bringing out the games it's not looking very good for them so he was like bashing the game and the german market was gone afterwards <laughs> so so I, i don't know i i really haven't heard anybody like recommend the game as well or have you heard anyone who would have said like okay you have to have this game i i've not but i i, I will say that like looking at the trailer that they had in this presentation um it actually looked pretty good i mean <laughs> did anybody think it looked okay. bad at all when no, we're, when we were showing the footage of this no, the footage it, looks it pretty just, okay <laughs> it, it just it looks like it's you know for, for the quest well i'm sure it is for the quest one as well but i mean like it just doesn't look like it's like you know the fire uh, the you know, recoil effects and all the effects just look really like a bit kind of last gen to me but i mean that's just me being a pc graphics whore i suppose but uh <laughs> the original The original Quest trailer, I thought, honestly, looked too good for the Quest. Like, I, I would look at the graphics, I'd be like, this ain't happening on the on the Quest. Quest can't do these graphics. I mean, if it really looks like that, that's amazing. But what I do think is this Rift version, because, like, almost all these games are developed on PC, and when they capture the trailer footage, a lot of times they're using, like, PC-based assets for that. And now that this is coming to Rift, like, it might be, okay. consider, you know, considerably better. Could be, yeah. So I would like to ask the people who are watching this right now, who of you have played Warhammer Battle Sisters? I'm sorry. And um, can you recommend it? So please do let us know because we did not play it. <laughs> So you know, you know as well with with these things that are so closely tied to a, a big franchise like like Warhammer. Sometimes does that ever turn you off? Like trying a game, mm -hmm. if you're not into that franchise, you think, what's in it for me? Really, why am I? Why would I? I want to do that. And, and to me, it turns me off. And I think it could have turned some people off from trying it as well. Just seeing that. Probably, probably. I'm also not into Warhammer, so yeah, right. Agreed. Did you guys ever play um, Drop Dead, though? That game Drop Dead on Quest? Because yeah. this is the same developer. And I thought Drop Dead was cool, but it was it was made in the like Oculus Go days, so it wasn't made for 6DOF, really. Um, and so when I heard Pixel Toys was doing this, this Warhammer 40K game, I thought, oh, this is going to be sweet because these guys did some damn good stuff on Oculus Go. You know, what can they do with this? But, you know, it did get very mixed reviews. Right, right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about um, Rift a bit more later in the show when we talk about Lone Echo, obviously. So let's keep that talk about games coming out on Rift to the, the later part of this show. So now let's talk about another little game that I personally really like a lot, and it's The Climb. The Climb 2, really nice. I have, I really enjoy The Climb 1 and The Climb 2, and especially on the Quest, I think it's amazing climbing there right now and this kind of, 
yeah, physicality that this game has for itself, very, very appreciated. And um, if you're looking for a cool game, then I, I can absolutely recommend the Climb 1 and the Climb 2 to you. Now, it gets a free update with six new levels and rhythm-based climbing. <laughs> wow, everything has to become a rhythm game nowadays. <laughs> so I haven't tried it myself yet, but I believe what's going to happen that these kind of, I don't even know how to call them, these things that you grab, they will um, like um, appear to the rhythm of the music probably, and then you have to... Yeah, simply grab them at the right time to climb up. Um, yeah, great that there's a free update with six new levels. And uh, I want to ask you, did you play The Clamp 2 already? Is it your kind of game, Anthony? I have not played The Climb 2. My history with The Climb, okay, so when it originally came to Rift, like it was this game that was put on a pedestal, you know, like in the early days of the Rift, they were like, The Climb, it's the greatest thing ever. And then I remember <laughs> when I finally got my, and it was also crazy expensive, like the price okay. of The Climb on the Rift for, for years was crazy expensive. It finally went on sale. I finally got to try it on the Rift. And I'm like, what are all these people yapping about? I mean, it's cool and all, but it's not like the greatest things in sliced bread. Then we got the Quest version. And I have, I've played the climb on Quest and I was like, damn, they did a damn good job with this. This, this actually works really well. But I wasn't thrilled enough to like run out and go buy the climb too. So I haven't, but I will say this, all the videos I've seen on the climb too, it looks damn good. Yeah, and does. that's, that's the quest version. And didn't everybody else think that this lady at this event was going to say that, and the climb too is coming to PC. I thought for <laughs> sure she was going to say that, but it didn't happen. Right, right. It is a damn shame considering it's a Crytek. And they are like one of the most top developers for, you know, their, their graphics engine is unbelievable. Uh, and uh, it would be great to see that on the Rift platform. I know it's not going to happen, but it's a shame. Right. Um, but Steve, I suppose that's nothing for you because it involves movement, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that lazy, honestly. Really. But I do. I, I am actually interested in buying the Climb 2. I, I nearly cool. bought it the day. I don't know why I didn't, actually. I yeah. might I might try it actually this next week. Um I just for me personally, like how, what is it like? Because when you're climbing, it, I don't know, I feel like I should be suspended somehow. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I feel like. Oh, really? I feel like you need oh, to be on like a bungee cord thing. Yeah, if, yeah, I can if your feet are touching somehow. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> I never thought about it. Suspended from the ceiling or something. But I just think if it was like that, that would just be the most amazing feeling. But because my feet's firmly on the ground, I just think I'm just kind of doing this. Right. I'm right. sure in VR you know, it, the, the visuals and the whole yes. experience will take over. But, exactly. Uh, it is, it is so good. So I don't, I never, I never even thought about it until now. Hope I can still enjoy <laughs> it now. Sorry. <laughs> After you said <laughs> that. Just, really, no, but I, it looks, I mean, the quest, I've seen plenty of videos on it and it just looks amazing actually on the right. quest, the way they, they, they've, uh, you know, pulled it off. So it's, yeah, it looks cool. It's cool. Gary, is that something for you? Well, I played the original Climb, um, and I liked it. I thought it was great. And it looks like I've not played uh, the Climb 2, um, but it looked like it added certain things which made the overall experience better. To me, I, I still, I it feels on a personal level that, that it's overpriced for what the game is offering. That's the only thing okay. that's keeping me away from it, really. Yeah, it's um, expensive. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and with regards to this DLC, fantastic. They're bringing this stuff out, giving it weight. You know, it's free. It's free. Uh, update to the climb so it's so it's fantastic that they're doing that and for people that like it 
Um, when I originally played the, the first climb, it was on the Rift CV1. And part of the attraction of the climb is that you can look around at the scenery and stuff like this. It looks it always looks a little bit blurry and, and stuff like, like low resolution in the distance. That's the only thing. Um, but I've, I have played it on the Quest uh, as well. And yeah, like Anthony says, they did a fantastic job bringing it over. So I think it's a good solid game. Um, and of course, I think from what I've heard, the Climb 2 is a good, solid game as well. Uh, it's slightly overpriced, that's the only thing. But they're adding value by bringing this to yeah. it as well. So, great. I was going to say, if the DLC, someone said it's not a simulation in the comments, and I suppose that's maybe I'm thinking of it from a different perspective, but I want to feel like I'm climbing a mountain. And if, say, there's a DLC, they'd have, like, different weather effects, you know, so now I'm climbing this mountain and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a storm coming through. I've, I've got to find some sort of, you know crevice or something to kind of hide behind or like a, sta a sandstorm or that kind of thing that would be amazing i would love yeah. that but rhythm you know those game, wall so climbing places that you can go to physically in real life you know with the oh. huge giant walls that you right. can climb yeah imagine if like you could do vr and that at the same time that would be super cool oh yeah oh but, yeah. yeah that's a that great idea amazing. oh my goodness yeah. wow <laughs> i love the idea actually wow that would be really cool like a really good location-based thing to do. Really yeah. spent there, yeah. Nice. So With fans blowing on yeah. you, you could be like in Mount Everest or something. Right, exactly. Cool. And if you fall in the game, they're going to really cut the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, the, the environments, are they actual mountains like Everest or, say, yep. Ben Nevis in Scotland or something? Are they actually they have. Know, modeled? No, no, they have. No, no, no. They are not real. They are they not real. Um, Maybe that's the, sinner, that's the sinner in me, I guess. I just want it to be really realistic and feel like I'm climbing. Steve, please, go to Oculus TV and watch <laughs> Everest VR. It's amazing. You're going to love yeah, it. I'm it's gonna it's do really that. good. Please please watch it. It's you, You're going to love it. All right, cool. Let's get to the next game. That was actually, I think, the only game that was kind of new, and it's called Carve Snowboarding. And I'm going to play the announcement trailer while, we, while we're talking about it. So that is something that we haven't heard before and with this game we will be able to do snowboarding. And um, yeah, just recently we heard that there's a VR skater coming out which is a skateboard game and now we cannot only skateboard in VR, we can also do carve snowboarding. Unfortunately, I have never actually snowboarded for real in my real life. I only did skiing which I love. So I'm personally I'm looking forward to carve snowboarding and give it a shot. Um, what are your thoughts about it? Probably, um, Gary, have you have you um, a sweet spot for these kind of games? Um, yeah, so I've, like you, I've skied in real life. I haven't ever snowboarded, so um, I can't say too much to that, but on, I had not too much interest in, or I wouldn't have had too much interest in this until I tried a game called Powder VR, which is a, a small indie title where they allow you to do skiing and snowboarding. Now, when I tried that, the snowboarding didn't work for me. I didn't think that that worked at all. It was very difficult to uh you know change your direction, that kind of stuff. But the skiing works so well in that game. And it was far more addictive than I ever th felt like it was going to be. And oh, really? I really, really liked it far more than I expected powder VR. Wow. Um, so this one, um, I can see myself giving it a try, honestly, but um, 
and it looks a little bit more perhaps arcadey uh, than than powder. I'm not too sure. Not that powder is like this hardcore sim or anything like that. It just looks a little bit more arcadey than this, this uh, carve game. So I'm willing to give it a try. And the fact that I've previously played this other game uh, makes me more excited for it than I otherwise would be. Because that that, that feeling of going down the, the slopes when you're on skis in real life and when you're in, in the simulation is really, you know, it's surprising how close you can bring back all of these sensations, honestly. It's wow. great. Now you, you make me want to get this powder VR because, well, I really I like skiing in real life. It's fun, right? So yeah. um, how expensive is it, powder VR? It's on um, VR, right? Yeah. There's a so. demo. It's a demo. Okay. There's a demo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the, the other thing with that, so it's got like... Um, skiing snowboarding then it's got this wingsuit but i'm just literally just talking about the skiing aspects of it that's what made me um really carry on with it and i think it's you know because i got sent a key for powder vr so that's why i i played it but i wouldn't have purchased it i wouldn't have even tried it but that's why i think carve it's got something about it now you know it's it's not like i would just th mm -hmm. think nothing of this title because of the way i know that these kinds of games can feel in vr surprising honestly it really is right right i was going to say gary would um would you feel most because i think if it were me i'm not sure because i'm i'm pretty a hardy vr person these days but I, whenever I've tried things like this, I always kind of start to feel motion sickness. And because it's so, in, it looks really intense. Mm. Uh, you know, so I don't know whether that plays a part in it, whether they've uh, mastered that. Because I know in Stormland, which is a weird thing to say, Stormland, but you know the bit where you kind of zip across from the different right. islands. Right. It's almost like you're skiing. They did that really well. I never felt funny when I was kind of, you know, almost skiing to each uh, position. But then when I tried, there's a, there's a level in Medal of Honor where uh, I think you're skiing. Yeah, you are. Right. You're skiing down this slope. And I, I could, I felt really sick doing that. Wow. Um, whether it was just the way they implemented it, I don't know. But something like this, I it's, think you have to be carefully done. I can definitely, I, I definitely think people could feel motion. I, um, I guess I'm one of the lucky ones. I don't really get motion sickness at all in VR. I've never really experienced it. Maybe a little bit, very slightly, but so I think this could be the kind of game that that would sort of bring those feelings, or definitely, like any uh, artificial locomotion where you don't have even minor direct control. Where once you're in, going in a certain direction, you're sort of going in that direction, and your your movements can are affecting that direction in such a, a harsh way that I can certainly understand that this being uh, something that could trigger that kind of feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, Anthony, no ski in California, yay. <laughs> no, we got, dude, I got Lake Tahoe two hours away. Uh -huh. And, I mean, I, there's no snow now. But, yeah, no, we have we have plenty of skiing in California. Oh, really? But, uh, what? You know what we do in California more? Skateboarding, brah. Yeah, right. And uh, next Friday, VR Skater comes exactly. out on PC from good old VR. Germany. Yeah, and I'm Deficit Games as a developer on that one. But you know what? All these games, so like, like you're standing on a skateboard, right? So like you're either standing on a skateboard like this or you're standing on a skateboard like that. And, it's you know, it's the same thing with snowboarding. And the DECA move, that little hip attachment thing, like that would be perfect for these type of games. Oh, but you know, absolutely. Yes. And what would be even better, though, like here's the – see, I, I'm going way – 
out of control here. But what I want is I want hand tracking so that I can take my controllers and I can duct tape them to my feet and then I can have the DECA move thing on my hip. So now my feet are tracked. I can look down. I can see my feet. You know, my hip thing is there. I got hand tracking, so I balance like this or whatever. Because the uh, the motion sickness thing does seem like it would be a major factor. Because when you think a lot of a lot of games where you're moving very quickly in a direction, you're like in a cockpit of some type. You've got a steering wheel. You've got you know you've got this stuff that is permanently there, and so it it, it like grounds you in the experience. So it's like okay, yeah, I'm getting a little bit sick, but I can see this and it's grounding me in the experience. But if you're just on a skateboard or a snowboard, there's nothing here. Like what is here? The only thing that would be here would be your, your arms or something. So I could imagine there would be some motion sickness. But I did play that Descent Alps, which is on App Lab. It's a free trial on App Lab. Uh, I guess they got a full version too. Uh, but I just tried the demo. And on that one, you they kind of have your skis sticking out. So that kind of ground you in the experience a little bit and I, I didn't get very motion sick from it you know lots of people would love like an ssx snowboarding type game in vr i don't think that's exactly what we're going to get here um but it's cool i'm not like super super hyped for this i'm actually more excited for vr skater uh next friday to be honest uh so we'll see yeah right it's someone just said in the comments and they say right like i'm quite happy in a sim like doing aerobatics and doing crazy shit in a, in, a, in a sim and doing combat and everything but stick me on skis and i'm like oh can't do it <laughs> explain that i don't i don't understand it but yeah it does make me feel bad <laughs> yeah i think yeah. it's something to do with the with, with how they perceive the distance and speed if it maybe it's something it's actually the it's not motion sickness is it it's actually the opposite of motion sickness my brain is thinking i'm moving but my body is no my no, sorry, my it's it's one of the two anyway that gets confused. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it does sound like motion sickness. sickness. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it, right. it's kind of weird, but yeah. Yep, let's see. If it's a demo, I'll definitely try it anyway. <laughs> let's see how it will feel like. And um, yeah, I'm also looking forward to uh, VR Skater from Deficit, Deficit Games coming out really soon. And I did like that trailer. The trailer of that um, VR Skater looked actually pretty amazing. So let's see how it will feel to do these kind of um, skateboard tricks in virtual reality. All right. Now, now it's time to talk about the game let's talk about lone echo 2 as everyone knows i was 100 percent sure it's going to be a quest 2 exclusive but i was so wrong <laughs> i was like totally wrong because lone echo 2 is going to launch this summer and it's going to be on oculus pc so it is going to be a rift game that we all can play with our rift s if we have one or we can play it using um, our Airlink um, functional functionality or the link cable on our Quest and Quest 2. And, well, I must really say I was positively surprised, first of all, because I'm looking forward to have that full power of my PC, like driving that game, like showing us these beautiful graphics, PC graphics, in VR for Lone Echo 2, Lone Echo 1 also was really beautiful. So I believe they're going to hit it again 
and it's going to be super, super beautiful. But I must also say I'm really surprised that this is not a Quest 2 exclusive because before everything was really about the Quest, right? And uh, they were pushing the Quest platform and now recently also especially pushing the Quest 2 with the Resident Evil 4 exclusivity and Airlink only being on Quest 2. So I must honestly tell you that I was very surprised that they're not pushing Lone Echo um, to the Quest 2 as an ex exclusive game. And especially this was slated to launch in 2019. So why that really long delay? In my opinion, it was to dump it down to Quest 2 standard, but no, I was wrong. It's going to happen on PC VR. So what are your thoughts on it, Gary? What do you think about it? Why is it a PC VR Rift game? And um, what are your general thoughts about this coming to PC VR and not to Quest? Well, um, I would say that I think that there is there's a couple of things. I believe that there is no way they wouldn't have tried to get this on Quest anyway, or Quest 2. This is a no-brainer. If they could do it, then they would do it. And my further thoughts on that are really around the fact that either they've managed it by really lowering the, the fidelity down, but they're not ready. So I've got that. I had this theory that I put on where on Twitter, where I said that basically because they've just had this Resident Evil 4 thing about being the first Quest 2 exclusive, then perhaps they didn't want to announce another Quest 2 exclusive oh, at exactly the yeah. same time. <laughs> so perhaps that could be, I hope that's the case because while I think it was always coming to PCVR anyway. So I, I think that's great that they are doing that because I think that there is no way they wouldn't have brought it to PCVR. The the more interesting thing for me is whether they can put it on Quest 2. And the, the presenter, the thing that's stopping me from really getting behind that is because the presenter did say specifically you can play on Quest 2 through a link cable. Why would she mention that if eventually there were any plans or any possibility that it could come to Quest 2 natively. Maybe she could, but I, it was just a strange thing to say specifically about that. So anyway, uh, it's great it's coming to PCVR. I don't think it's any kind of res re uh, resurgence for Oculus making PCVR titles or anything like that. I think this is the, it's been a long time coming and they had to put it out there anyway. Um, but yeah, the more interesting side is the Quest 2 angle. Yeah. So you think this is the swan song for PC VR and Oculus? Unfortunately, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I agree with you, obviously, but uh, I think there are some people who love PC VR and who are not going to let me say that just like this, right, Steve? <laughs> No, I agree. I actually agree. Oh, I think, oh, really? Yeah. No, I do. I think there's some stragglers left in the closet. And Lone Echo 2 has been their baby for a long time. They've worked hard on it. And uh, it was always going to be a, a PC title, really. I do think there might be a... I, don't, I think there might be a Quest uh, version, maybe in, in, in the future. But I do agree also with what Gary said. It is a bit weird. I didn't realise that the uh, presenter said that about the Oculus Link. That makes you do, It makes me wonder... But I just, yeah, it, it is dead. In terms of the <laughs> Oculus side of things, anyway, uh, definitely. Um, this is just, like you said, Seb, it's their swan song. I like that. That's a great, great, uh, great way of putting it. And it's a shame, but uh, yeah, I'll be getting it anyway, definitely. Right, right. So, Anthony, what are your thoughts about, about this whole Lone Echo thing? And uh, 
why do you think did it take so long for them? Do you think that they tried to put it on Quest or that actually Oculus like said, okay, guys, ready at dawn, bring this to Quest now? Or what do you think happened behind the scenes? Okay, so behind the scenes, first of all, they, they acquired Ready at Dawn. So Oculus right. bought Ready at Dawn. Now, the second that they bought them and owned them outright, then they got to think, how do we take advantage of this asset to help our future development going forward? And, of course, Lone Echo 2 had already been, it was already underway. And... So there, there were lots of different options they could have did. Now, if Oculus truly, truly, truly wants to kill off their, their entire PC deal, getting rid of this game would actually help in that regard. Because the, by bringing this game out to PC VR this summer, like, yeah, in the VR bubble, we all know that this might be the last dance. But we're in the VR bubble. What about all we the people are. that aren't in the VR bubble? They might right. think, oh, PC VR is alive and well. Here's here's Lone Echo 2. It just came out. This is brand new. Freaking Battle Sisters coming to PC VR. It's it's a revelation, you know. <laughs> But also, I will say this about PC VR in general. Airlink, remember Airlink, ladies and gentlemen. If Oculus completely kills PC VR, then what the hell is Airlink for? So if Airlink is a long-term thing, if we're going to have Airlink on Quest 3 or, or future quests, then you can't really kill PC VR, right? Because then what would Airlink be for? So Airlink might actually save PC VR to some slight degree. But this whole lone echo thing is really mysterious to me because just like Gary, they went radio silent for like a year on yeah, Lone Echo strange. 2. Right, right, exactly. And I guarantee you, I, I mean, I would bet dollars to donuts that they <laughs> were working on Lone Echo 2 for the Quest, maybe exclusively for Quest 2, or maybe they could squeeze it to Quest 1. They've done Echo VR. They've, they've got an engine where that... that kind of works a little bit. I think they probably spent about eight months trying to squeeze this puppy onto Quest 2. And then at a certain point, they were like, I don't think this is going to work. And so then they they diverted. And then that that's why it was radio silent for an entire year. But honestly, I could spend an hour talking about this because like what direction is Oculus going in? Your, your best developer under your entire stable is ready at dawn. Why do you have them working on Lone Echo 2 for all this time if the Quest 2 is your baby? One of the major yeah, things, really one of the major right. and, and one of the huge balls that Oculus has dropped in this entire deal The Quest 2 is your baby. It's selling like hotcakes. Everything's great and wonderful, right? But where is the AAA Quest game? Where is the $30 million Quest game? This is missing from action. Do you know that the Quest turns two years old on May 21st? And unless something amazing happens in the, ne in the next couple of weeks, it is going to hit its two-year birthday without one single $30 million Quest game. That is a mistake, ladies and gentlemen. Now, maybe they're working with Rockstar. Maybe they're working with Video Game Deluxe, which made L.A. Noir for PSVR. Um, maybe something's going on in the background. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we obviously know about Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell and all of that. But I'm kind of amazed that they kept letting this studio continue to bang away 
on Lone Echo 2 and finish it if this is a dying platform for them and everything is about the quest. But part of it could be, well, you don't want to piss off your number one developer. That they're, they're knee deep in development on this. You got to let them finish it. I don't know. I would love to be a fly on the wall in the boardrooms with Zuck and Boz and the boys, you know, and figure out what's going on here. Right. It's a good point. I, I think like uh, perhaps... The fact that Airlink is still is going to be here for maybe, like you say, for next generations as well of Quest. Maybe just it might be Oculus's way of just dipping their toes in the PC waters just in case things change. You know, they've always got that capability there. Mm. And some people love Oculus headsets, even for PC-based VR. They would prefer that because they're widest, the better sweet spot. The optics are better in the Oculus headsets. The software in the Oculus headsets is the best. So, you know, I think for me, I will always have an Oculus headset because uh, I love Oculus and I, lo I love the way that they do things, um, <laughs> apart from the Facebook login. Um, so for me, I don't know, I think they're catering for a certain amount of uh, uh, like probably the people like me that actually still want to own that Oculus headset for those PC titles that they will still come. Not, PC VR is not completely dead. It never will be. And I think when those big games come out, even if it's fewer between uh, sort of, you know, releases, it will still be available to play on the Quest 2, Quest 3. But didn't, didn't a lot of us think, though, that like Oculus wants to like shut down the, the Rift store and just get away from PC right. altogether? Because Agreed. think yeah. of all the headaches yes. of like people connect, like what motherboard do you have? What process? Yeah, right. Like think of the support issues that they get that we don't know about. If they completely sever ties with PC, then all they have is these standalone devices where they know exactly what video card you got in because there's only one. You know, there's no complications. There's no weirdness. So I thought long-term they wanted to get rid of this oculus rift store but if Airlink is going to be a thing you don't get rid of that store so the store remains the technical issues remain the support remains and then at that point if you're keeping all that going along then of course you're going to bring out a couple i mean i'm not saying they're making stormland and stuff like that anymore but but i think they're going to still bring some stuff to the rift store like battles it really would be cutting the nose off to spite your face in that respect because i think it's always going to be that as i said the pc market a bit like steam vr I presume airlink works on steam yeah. vr I, I, yeah. yeah steam vr is a massive platform and there's going to be there's so many amazing new pc vr games coming out there why you know sh shut that door when all you need is that wireless link that the quest 2 is already capable of it just doesn't seem make sense to me really um so that's you know from my point of view really but i, I know what you're saying anthony though it, I think the Rift S, the Rift Store, is definitely <laughs> it's it's about gone now, uh, and it's just being propped up by probably Lone Echo, which will be the swan song. But I think Airlink is their way of keeping their options open in the future. Okay, it is that time of the Next Dimension podcast where I talk about cloud. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, you know, you, you know, it would happen, right? And this is the time again. So PC VR is not dead. It's going to be really huge. It's going to be the most important thing because we're going to get cloud streaming in virtual reality at one beautiful point in time. And then all of the Steam VR games, they are going to work on the Quest 2 and Quest 3. And in the future, 
everything is going to be streamed from the cloud. And it doesn't mean that we need to play all these mobile chip games anymore. So I still think something like Lone Echo 2, it does make sense. It makes sense that they simply let them develop that in that high quality because on the Quest 3 probably, probably it's going to be the first big exclusive game for the Quest 3 that is being streamed from the cloud. And one thing that is simply a very good indicator that this that they are working on cloud streaming already is that they don't allow cloud streaming on the Quest Store right now. Just like they didn't allow Gigodin with Virtual Desktop to be on their store because they were working on their Airlink, right? And now there's Plutosphere, there's Shadow PC, and they don't allow those games on the Quest Store because they, of course, they're working on cloud streaming themselves. And... I just got into the beta of Plutosphere. So I will be able to play um, to play SteamVR games on the Quest 2 using a cloud PC, using Plutosphere. And that's going to be very exciting. And I'm going to make a video about this later again, once I can try it. And that is the future of all of our VR gaming. And I'll be the guy who told you so. <laughs> <laughs> once that's going to happen. So I think um, PC VR is not dead. It's going to be very alive because all of the games will be streamed from the cloud and we're not going to play them on a Snapdragon uh, XR2 or XR3 or whatever. It is going to be streamed from the cloud. Wouldn't you agree, what, um, Gary? What, what time frame would you put on this dream <laughs> of cloud? Because I agree with you. Sebastian, honestly, okay, I do, I do agree with you. Eventually, I just feel like we're we're not in sync in terms of like the the time scale on when this okay. is going to reality. Okay, so yeah, that is that's really a good question. So of course, latency is very important, right, for virtual re reality. Like um, my 2D games, I absolutely play them on Stadia. Really, it works so well here where I am. It's, it's perfect. It's fantastic. I can play it on my Chromebook, which is like three years old. And I can play like the games with the full graphics on. It's, it's perfect. And then also I do play these games uh, with the tablet strapped to my face or, or like very close to my face on my bed. It's great. So I simply know it works so well for 2D games right now. Right, so um, latency is a problem, of course, but with real, with real standalone 5G, latency actually is good enough. So until now, most of our 5G actually was based on 4G networks, but now the first time it happens that real standalone 5G is happening with um, these edge computers, which can actually do that. So until we all have it and, and, and until it's a viable model, I think it's not going to happen uh, until next year. I would say 2000 and uh, end of 2023. That's something that we can look uh, into. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's soon. Yeah, yeah. That, that is soon because I, I agree with everything you said except that time frame because I, I, okay, think, okay. I believe that the, the 5G, the infrastructure – a 5G is going to take a long time to roll right, out. Okay, and perhaps probably because is. you have to have so many. It's not like 4G; it can't go over long distances. Yeah, you're you right. need all, you're all right. of these different you're things, right. and that's the thing that that I I believe I okay. I'm with you completely. 5G could do this. The technology is there to do this. I believe from what I've seen, and this is going back years. I remember a story on VR Roundtable where they were showing actual. I mean. 
people throwing things in real life and everything was going through a VR headset, right. somebody throwing something in real life and it was all being streamed through 5G and they could catch it. That's how low the latency was. Yeah, the NBA players, right? Those NBA players yeah, that they had with like the that. weird headset with the camera on it. Yeah, right. something like yeah. that. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. So cool. Paradise Decay, high PD. He just said Quest 3 will dabble with cloud gaming. I agree because it's probably going to come out next year. And yeah, I also think like we don't yet have the yeah the ecosystem right to support real 5G for everyone. Right? It's going to probably dabble with it, and then Quest 4 is going to have it. I think. I think um, PD is right. So, yeah, so probably 2023 is too early. <laughs> yeah, just, pro probably then 2024, 25, something like this. Just just quickly, so Dman9971 says, uh, lol, 5G isn't the answer. You need fiber to your house and AX router. And it, you see, the thing, what I'm saying is with 5G, it's not the bandwidth. It's nothing to do with the bandwidth. It's about latency. Latency, yeah. Latency is what it is all about, and 5G has among the best technology for latency they at can this do time. It. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it is possible. So if we all have perfect real standalone 5G, it could work. We could be That's playing. That's the problem, isn't it? We could They're be right playing. there, though. Yeah, yeah I, I, I had five. Sorry, go on, Anthony. No, I was just going to, real quick, um, Sebastian, do you yeah. believe that the Quest 3 I'm not talking Quest Pro. I'm talking a legitimate Quest 3. Okay. We'll have a 5G modem in it. Oh, man. That really it's, depends on when it's going to come out. Is it going to come question. out next year? Or is next year the, the, the Quest 2 Pro? That's a question, right? If next year the Quest 3 comes out, I, I would doubt it that it already comes with a 5G network because, well, just like we all found out, I mean, I think none of us has a 5G plan. I don't have it. I have a f normal 4G plan. So until we all have 5G plans, just then will they think about including that technology into that mainstream device. Or do, you, do does any one of you use 5G right now? I have no, 5G no. on my phone, but I mean... Yeah, me too, but... Uh, I don't it's quite it. funny, actually, because I had 5G on the top of a, of a pass in Lake District <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. I had 5G, but I, I recently stayed in a hotel in London because of work. And I had 4G. So okay. how does that work? Yeah. Well, it's a good job you've had your vaccination uh, because, <laughs> of course, we yeah. all know 5G. Yes. <laughs> Mark, Mark Vado points out in chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, well said, uh, Mark Vado. Exactly. <laughs> so good that you guys already have the vaccination. Like, I, I cannot use 5G, obviously, right? Since I don't have it yet. Yeah, so this is going to be very exciting, right? Will the Quest 3 have a 5G modem? Then what do you think, Anthony? I don't think it will. So I, yeah. I think maybe Quest 4 will. So then that puts you like 2025 at the absolute earliest. Yeah, right. So, so. yeah, I was wrong with 2023, I think. I must um, change that to 2024 or 2025. But then <laughs> then for sure. So, yeah. Hey, Judging you by what Facebook said the other day, I don't think there's going to be a Quest 3 for a while yet, actually. We, well, right. you know, we were contemplating whether yeah, there'd be a... There's, they say that, but God, right. do we really believe them? They love doing <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard to tell. But I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. But I, I don't think there'll be a, a modem or a 5G support until Quest 4, perhaps. I don't think. But who knows? Really, it's a tricky one to answer. 
Yeah, but there Greetings is to Monty. Definitely... Thanks, uh, buddy. Just <laughs> on the chat saying hello to. Uh, this is actually Doris, by the way. She's a bit poorly at the moment, so just giving her a cuddle. <laughs> okay, great. Yep. So that is absolutely a very exciting topic, Cloud XR. I'm a very big proponent, as you all know, and I'm looking forward to try it out now with the Quest Two and Pluto Sphere very soon. Yep. So Lone Echo coming to the PC VR headsets and uh, yeah look forward to play that all right we already have now reached the two hours mark and that's a good time to end episode number 18 I really enjoyed it again of course and it was great to have like um, yeah have Gary back on and Steve back on and Anthony like this is Exactly the same crew of the very first episode of the Next Dimension podcast. And now we're here already at number 18. So for all of you out there right now, to all the nearly 200 people who are watching this right now, I would be very happy if you give this video a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. And also do leave a comment later. That's great for the algorithm, of course. And also, please now get out your iPhone and iPad if you have one, open the podcast app and look for the Next Dimension podcast and do leave us a five-star review. The big goal is to get to 100 reviews and we're not there yet at all. So please help us if you enjoy that and if you want to say thank you for us being here every Saturday then do that, get out the podcast app on your iPhone and iPad and do give us a five-star review. That is everything that we got for today's show. Thank you and look forward to see you in the next episode next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers.